Welcome to Cook It! We're Drea and Renee, friends who love to cook and bake. Though we are busy with six kids combined, we still take time to meal plan and make home-cooked meals for our family. This week, we're still baking from Sister Pie by Lisa Ludwinski. Yay! Yay. Sister Pie! <laughs> yeah. And this week, we made the salted maple pie. Mm-hmm. And you've been making me go first the past couple of times, so I'm going to make you go first. Oh, wonderful. Tell me about the salted maple pie at your house. Okay, so this one was actually, well, spoiler guys, or I guess trade secrets, I made this one first. So before <laughs> the lemon pie, it was my first attempt at the exotic crimp, or like the glamour crimp. Extreme and, crimp. Yes, Sorry. I'm just going to make up names now. And uh, <laughs> it worked out pretty well, except one part slid off the pie plate. But I was yeah. like, so the next time I chilled it even longer, um, which did not help. But that's fine because it was so delicious. Like the crust was very tasty. And I didn't, at the time, I didn't have uh, fine ground, uh, what is it? Fine ground cornmeal. Oh, Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they're, they're thickener of choice. Yes. So I didn't have fine ground yellow. I threw in semolina flour with like extreme confidence. But then after it baked, I was like, oh, no. What if that is not the same thing? What's and, uh, flour? Semolina flour is like oh, um, okay. what they use for polenta sometimes. Okay. Yes. Which is this, the same never... as grits. It's just a different color, I think. Yeah. I've never heard so, it just called Lena flour. Hmm. No, I said semolina. Oh, okay. It, it just cut, cut out then. Technology, mm-hmm. friends. <laughs> I know. So, it's difficult to work with. But um, so I swapped it. I was really confident. And then after it came out of the oven, I was like, oh, no, what if it's not right? But it was fine. <laughs> it was very delicious. Um, the texture changed from one day to the next. Like one day it was kind of like, fluffier and then the next day it was more of a like dense custard it was really good I loved it my kids didn't really want to eat it but Curtis and I really liked it it was delicious but then I had to give some away because there was just two of us eating a whole pie and the people who (laughs) the people who were my guinea pigs said it was good so yes hopefully that is true uh I um I do have corn, uh, fine ground corn flour, mm, cornmeal, right. whatever, uh, because because oh. I use that as a um, to roll out pizza dough. Oh it yeah, crust, it gives pizza crust a nice little crisp. Yeah, um, I don't use it because I only have medium, and uh, it's too much, too much crunch. Yeah, um, so that was not an issue for me. Uh, I had the pie after it had cooled completely, completely. Like, I think I, I don't think I cracked it to it until the next day because mm. I wanted to make sure it was really set. So I never experienced the fluffy texture. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just um, really like smooth custard. It was so good. And contrary to with the lemon pie, where I found there was a lot of filling. Mm-hmm. This had just the right amount of filling for the pie. Yeah, if you make a nine-inch pie, it's right up to the edge yeah. of the crimp. 
And I loved the salty maple combo. My daughter also loved it. But my husband, who continues to confound me, he does not like maple. It's not that he doesn't like it. He's he doesn't he likes maple syrup on pancakes or waffles. He does not like a whole pie of maple. Hmm. So he had a piece here and there, but it was not his favorite. But we don't care about him. <laughs> I mean, if he's going to be erratic and not like normal things like maple <laughs> pie, then I don't know what to do about him. I know. I have been looking for because um, there's a sugar pie that you can get in Quebec sometimes whenever you go to the sugar shack, which is when yeah. they are pulling the maple syrup or pulling yep. the sap to make the maple syrup. Um, and I once had like this really tall, like silky smooth pie, and I've been like chasing that particular recipe forever and ever since I had it. And uh, I haven't quite found it, but, like, this one's pretty close. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, that silky texture. It's, like, it's a custard pie that you bake in the crust, not, like, you don't have to put it on the stove and then just dump it into the pre-cooked pie shell, although ours was pre-cooked, which I love, by the way. Their pie crusts are on point. Yeah. They are what I will probably make now from now on. And I think I was always rushing pie instead of yes. like taking my time and doing it over a couple of days. I'd try and bang out a pie in like 30 minutes and that's just not going to happen. It's just no. not meant for that. I'm finding that all of these recipes that we're cooking and this book in general is making me slow down. Because yeah. Like- a lot of the recipes require you to mix it and then chill it overnight. Like, mm-hmm. don't rush it. Anyways, I'm I'm enjoying this slower pace of yeah baking. I think it's making me better, certainly better at pie dough and yeah. pie in general because that crust, whew, it's so good. I have two enough for four more crusts in my freezer, yeah. and I'm excited. Also. I sprung for the fancy European butter to put in the pie crust. Oh. Worth it. Really? Yeah. And where did you get the European butter? Uh, You can get it at most grocery grocery stores. It's just they come in smaller packs. Okay. It's about um, a one cup pack instead of a two cup or half a pound. Okay. And uh, they actually come in sticks, which I was psyched about because I like... (laughs) <laughs> a lot of American books talk about sticks, and I'm like, how much is a stick? What are we talking about? And uh, so whenever I made it, I was pretty psyched. I had some in the freezer, but ne- whenever you find discount European-style butter, buy it. Buy it all. Load up. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's anyway. fun. So I would call the salted maple pie a win from Sister Pie. I would... Also, and like definitely that crust. Put that crust. If nothing yeah. else, get the book just so they will teach you how to make pie crust. Although I yeah. did, uh, I did modify the blind baking a bit because I don't like 
the idea of having an undercooked bottom. So I just threw it back in with the beans removed. Yes. And like, it worked out great. I'm sure it would have been fine, but I was like extra, extra cooked (laughs) because it needs to chill for so long. And I was like, I don't want it to sog up the bottom while I'm chilling it. So. Yes. Yeah. I haven't had that issue happen, but I get that. I think they last longer in my house probably. Yeah. It was the full of the three days before we finished our little section of pie. So. Yes. True. Yeah. Whereas pie can potentially be gone in a day and a half here. Well, everyone gets a slice. (laughs) Yeah. You got more bodies, more bodies to feed. So. Yes. All right. So what did you make this week? Oh, I made Mm -mm. the celery, radish, parsley, and sunflower seed salad with caper miso dressing from page 230. I have an ingredient question. (laughs) Yes. How many of those ingredients did you have already in the house? Um, so did you have miso already? No, I, I, Put white miso on my grocery list, and mm-hmm. it, oh, it, it was there, no problem. <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, I've I've moved. I know uh, probably four to six episodes ago, I was still um, doing like a three to four week meal plan. Yeah, which but is now, yes, I know. Uh, but now I have moved to a one-week meal plan again, and I'm getting I, – I was really missing the fresh ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, fresh vegetables and fresh uh, berries that can't make it for three to four weeks. And just having all of the garden stuff almost ready it started to make me crave it. So, anyways – yeah, it's a lot less work too to plan one week at a time instead of four weeks at a time. Yes. Um like that's anyway. <laughs> I did have I always have sunflower seeds on hand though. Yeah, me and too. Celery. <laughs> and I my do herb try. garden. Yeah. My herb garden is producing parsley really well. So oh, I only had like- to really get the radish and the stuff for the caper miso dressing. Yeah, I was like, did you have capers? No. So I I always thought that capers um so okay, I decided I wanted to make the dressing cuz I love love celery. Celery mm-hmm. is like one of my favorite like snacky vegetables. And it's like, oh, make this caper miso dressing to put on top. And I'm like, ugh, capers, fish. I hate fish because the dum-dum over here has always been under the impression that capers are like some sort of fish. Well, uh, capers. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Drea. No, no. I've had this conversation with my dad before. <laughs> and it's funny, like, you get something in your mind and you yes. never question it. And you go through your whole life just like... Yeah, that's what it is. And why yeah. and then you find out at some point you're like, "Oh my goodness. I've yeah. been so wrong." And like, I can't think of a specific example. Oh no, I can. Oh, what is it? Re- she relished the thought. I thought it meant she hated the thought. She yes. didn't want to. But no, it means the opposite. 
she yeah. really enjoyed it. And I was like, <laughs> I have been reading books for like, I and I was old. I was like 30 and <laughs> realized like, oh, I've been that I haven't used that word because I wasn't confident in it, but I've been reading all of these books wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's just funny to hear like when other people have that realization. It's very yep. funny and cute. So for our listeners, for anyone who doesn't know, capers are like a flower bud. Yeah, they taste kind of like an olive because they put them in brine. Yeah, I didn't. um, So you chop them up for this dressing. Actually, you chop them and then you put them with all the stuff and you use the, I used an immersion blender to get it all silky Mm. smooth. Um, But this was such a great salad. It was really brightly flavored. Um, it was great for meal prep because all the stuff in it retains its crunch all week. I dressed the salad so, and even dressed, everything was still crunchy. It wasn't as photo worthy by Friday, yeah. but it still tasted great. Um, and because it's so crunchy, I find that it's it's filling even with like a serving size. So I made the, the, as per the recipe instructions, and I think it says serves four. Mm-hmm. Um, I split it into five to make it for my five day week. And it, because you're doing so much crunching, it gives the illusion that you're fuller, right? Yeah. Um, but it was so good and so bright. I, I really liked it. Now I have a whole thing of white miso in my fridge that I'm not quite sure what to do with but cookies (laughs) really yes apparently if you add it into chocolate chip cookies it adds this like um umami salty peanut buttery flavor without actually putting in peanut butter and I'm like ooh, I have some in my fridge specifically for stuff like that I have not opened it yet it's on the list list okay to try well then I will have to look into that. Mm-hmm. You certainly what did you will. <laughs> what did you make this week? That is a great question. I had navigated away from the tab. Okay. I got it. I made the buckwheat chocolate chip cookies. Yum. <laughs> I had buckwheat in my pantry. Yeah, you and did. Like, I've, I've had a few things. Well, I've made a few things. I wanted to make like buckwheat waffle or pancakes but I haven't gotten around to it so instead I have prepped the buckwheat pie crust it's like the ham pies yes but also my friends were coming over for like a socially distanced visit and she is gluten-free so I made the buckwheat cookies and they are actually gluten-free and they were so good I just want to bring up the recipe it's page 163 Yes. Um, this is not a throw together recipe. There's a lot of chilling involved, which yes. actually kind of goes with what we were saying earlier. Like it's a slow down sort of book. Um, how long do you have to? I had to put it in the fridge to firm it up because it's quite a loose dough. But yeah. it like even raw, it tasted awesome. I was super happy to just snack on some cookie because that's how I roll yeah and uh oh yeah 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 you have to take it out so you have to chill it for up to 20 24 to three hour three days 24 hours to three days 
And then you have to remember to take it out two to three hours before you want to bake it. So yes. I was like, God darn it. I <laughs> I was all set to like bake them. And then I read that and I was like, all right, looks like we're making them at four. <laughs> anyway, it was really good. I would recommend them. They were delicious. They were chocolatey. They have coconut flakes and yes. coconut oil in them. Yes. And uh, you barely taste it, but it just gives you a little bit something extra. And uh, they weren't crumbly like normal gluten-free baking. Like these really held together well. The only bummer is that I burnt them. Oh. Well, I think I told you. Your oven. Yeah. They have to go in for 16 to 18 minutes, which is quite long for a normal cookie. Yes. But uh, I had friends coming. I wanted to be ready. So I wasn't like stuck in the kitchen while they were sitting outside. And so I put in two trays in my oven. I tried to adjust the racks so that they were in like more in the middle. Huge mistake. Oh. I even though I swapped them halfway through baking, they still burnt. But like not everywhere, just some in the middle, some on the sides, like <laughs> like freaking hot spots. Anyway, it may motivate me. This might be the catalyst to me getting a new stove because I am sick of it. I yeah. hear you. I was even listening to one of our previous episodes yesterday, and you're talking about making two pizzas simultaneously, and I'm like that. That's what I want. Is that so much to ask for? <laughs> I know. The more you tell me about your oven, the more I'm like, Drea, why are you just staying on that struggle bus? It's like, because I'm from a family where you don't replace something until it dies. Yes, like, I it's, know. It's but your oven, is, your oven is dead. I know. It's telling your me to oven, give up. Yeah, your oven is ruining your craft. Yeah, it's a real bummer. Anyway, so I, now I have to make, everyone has heard all about this. I have to make the ultimate decision. I need to, to decide whether I want gas. I want gas on top, definitely. But yes. now I, the oven portion, I have to decide whether I want um, gas or electric. And dun, dun, dun. I know. So if you have opinions, uh, listeners, please email us at cookitpodcast at gmail.com. Um, my, so my, uh, dad is like trying to convince me to get gas because it'll be cheaper long-term, but I've heard that electric is better for serious bakers because it's like a, not a dryer heat or it is a dryer heat. I don't know, but it's yes. apparently more consistent, more consistent in the oven to have the electric. Apparently they preheat faster, but you can't yeah. get one of those ridiculous dual ovens you know, where they have two doors? Yes. In the gas top electric oven. You have to do like all gas or all electric to get the double. So I'm like, how important is it for me to have two ovens in one oven? <laughs> I don't know. I have all these, all these hard choices to make. Yeah. I, um, I've definitely heard that um, an oven... It's best if it's electric for mm -hmm. baking. And the cooktop is best, like, for serious, like, cook, cooks, chefs, mm -hmm. um, gas. Yeah. I, I'm completely content with my um, electric cooktop. 
But I mean, if you're going out and getting your new appliance of your dreams, then you should get the one of your dreams. <laughs> I agree. I want the yeah. gas just because I want that control. Like yeah. my, I'm obviously dealing with an older oven that has issues and uh, it just, it takes forever to heat anything up. You can't really control the heat once it's on. Like it never, it takes forever to turn off and cool down because I don't have an induction stove. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just not feeling it. So yeah. I would like gas. I want to have that ability to just like whoosh, turn everything on. It cooks beautifully and then I can just turn it off and it's done. You but. want to be cooking with fire. That's right. I do. <laughs> and I'm not very good at barbecuing, so I need the inside inside flames. I have uh I have so when I saw that you your surprise recipe was the buckwheat chocolate chip cookies. I have a confession. I also made them. <laughs> did you like them? Did you burn them? I, no, I did not burn them. Nice. I loved them. Uh, I found that the coconut came through. I um, I think it was nice. It was just a little something. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, it was super nice. But my child, who does not like coconut, um, he he wouldn't eat them. Ah, well, he missed out because I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like, um, you know how cilantro, some people think, yes. tastes like soap? Maybe yes. coconut doesn't taste like coconut to him. Maybe. That would be an but, interesting yeah. study for someone yeah. to do. Cause right? With so many people we know that don't like coconut, I'm like, what is the deal? Is it just the texture or is it something else? Yeah. So um, I was super stoked that you made them too because they were delicious. I agree. So next week we are going to be doing the Jasmine Creme Fraiche scones on page 186 for our listeners if they want to cook along with us. Do you have any concerns about making this recipe, Drea? Um, well, after I agreed to make it, I realized that I only have like two jasmine green tea bags in the, in the pantry. And I'm like, nah, it's fine. They're probably yeah. like a hundred years old, but who cares? <laughs> and, uh, otherwise, no, I like scones. I like eating scones. I like making them. I'm excited to make them. I know me too. Uh, I am going to have to get some green tea from the bulk food store. Mm-hmm. Because that's not something I have. Um, jade citrus mint tea, which is probably Ooh. the closest thing to green tea here at my house. But I don't know that that will. I think it would be delicious, but I don't think it's the flavor that they were going for. Yeah, uh, it's a little more brightly flavored than green tea. So How about you I'm do really, it. Uh, no, no I, <laughs> I just I don't. I wanna. I want the. I want it to produce the scone flavor that they were looking to achieve. Okay. And I know that, like, I know the flavor of green tea and I know the flavor of my jade citrus mint and uh, green tea is definitely earthier than the jade citrus mint, but maybe on a take two, I would try it. That makes sense. So it's hard to modify a recipe before you make it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I'm excited about making this recipe. I make scones a lot, especially in the fall months. Last year, I actually made scones for, um, so at the local elementary school, they do a craft sale and my sister gets Mm -hmm. a table. And so I paid her for half of her table and I cracked out like 120 scones the night before in like five different flavors. I did like pumpkin and apple and coconut and it was just ridiculous and sold scones and it they went like gangbusters because people just don't make scones. I don't understand why. They're so simple. I think people are afraid afraid of the commitment involved but they don't realize that they do come together really really fast i think it's just like because you have to do it like pastry right quick yes quick and cool and uh people don't like that no because so you want reliable results right like you don't want to fuss around with stuff that isn't going to work exactly i don't i don't blame them one bit yeah but that's fine I like being the uh, scone maker of my area. (laughs) So I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm I'm excited to make them too. Uh, I was literally just listening to the last episode where we made scones and my shaping thing. Anyway. Did we make scones already? Pardon? Have we made we haven't made scones. Uh, I made scones from Emma's book, Brown yes, Eggs and Jam did. Jars. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this time I'll know how to put them on the... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one says transfer the scones to a baking sheet, leaving at least two inches between them. Like this yes. time I'll know to separate them. Yes. Uh, it's fun whenever you realize like you're kind of a dang dong. <laughs> No. Sometimes. Oh. Anyway, I'm, I'm really excited. I have these little po, the these little pots full of creme fraiche in my fridge. I bought them yeah. for another recipe, but I never ended up making it. So I'm like, are they cool. the Riviera? I don't know. There's they're like those little pot de creme yes. size glass jars. Yes. Yeah, and I then have- I like that she gives you how to make your own creme fraiche. Yeah, that was fun too. Um, Fun fact, so those little pot cremes, you'll have a little bit left over because I've, mm. I've measured out before and it's just, you need just more than two, but not quite two. Oh, well, I only have two and it's three quarters of a cup. So I was like, that seems about right. Yeah. I'll just top it off with uh, buttermilk if I don't have enough. And if I have too yep. much, well, whatever, I'll smear it on top. Yeah. Yep. Delicious. So I uh, uh, sorry, just a little fun fact. I'm looking yes. at the how to make DIY creme fraiche. Uh, yes. Very similar to how you make mascarpone cheese. Only with okay. the mascarpone, you literally just leave cream at room temperature for like a day or two. You don't add oh. the buttermilk. So with it the took creme a fraiche, long time. where you're adding buttermilk. Yeah, it took a long okay. time in my kitchen because I think it's too cold and there's not enough like bacteria yeah party guys <laughs> but it did work eventually i was like that's so crazy hey you know what if if anything like i'm gonna be happy that my kitchen isn't full of bacteria agreed it's just funny <laughs> that like 
You can make so many different things with one ingredient. You just have to alter which bacteria or which like yeast you give it and it'll make more stuff. So crazy. You know? And by more stuff, I mean different ingredients. <laughs> <sighs> I'm a good talker. <laughs> yeah. No. It, I think, yes, you are. So am I. That's Thank why we're a matchmaker. <laughs> That's right. Everyone wants to listen. P.S. My grandma listens. Hi, Nana. Oh, hi, Nana. So cute. So happy. Me so happy. Um. So I thought we would kind of flip it. We talk about things that we love and how awesome we're killing it at meal prep. And I today I wanted to ask you: Do you have any appliances or cookware complaints? And I feel like we always we already kind of got on this subject with your oven, which has been I feel like your oven is almost like another participant on this podcast. <laughs> almost like your sourdough starter. Yes. <laughs> she is a character, a reoccurring character that pops onto the podcast from now from time to time. It's funny. Uh let's no yeah I guess it's just my oven I can't really, really? complain about any of my other appliances because no. no I like I like most of them I don't, don't love my failing. oh I just don't love my fridge but that's because there's not enough room oh. I need more space for my 800 condiment jars well, yeah you yeah. know what? Even in my new fridge, I had to split up my condiments and like pick my favorites because they don't have, there's not the same door space mm -hmm. because it has an ice maker and water dispenser on the door. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm spoiled, right? I just, yeah. I have too much of one thing, so I don't have enough room for the other thing. Um, but I, I found that and again, I'm still fighting with my fridge and trying to figure out how we can work together harmoniously. <laughs> so. I think it's a constant battle when you have other people going in and out of the fridge. Like, yes. it's never going to be exactly how you want it. Yeah, but I still haven't even, tr like, I need to figure it out for myself and then I can start to kind of train the rest of them. Mm -hmm. Like, no, this doesn't go here. I'm with still trying that with my voice. husband. We've been in this house for five years. <laughs> it's not <laughs> happening. Oh, I have dreams, Trid. Stop stomping on my dreams. I'm sorry. I'm sure your kids will be very well trained in no time. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I have so I have three appliances that have kind of crapped out on me over the past week, and I was just three, three, three. Well. Okay, so first off was my barbecue. <gasps> oh. And, yeah, so uh, I've been doing the propane barbecue for years. They, they usually, the regulator usually crops out. The regulator is the thing that, like, puts the propane from the tank into the barbecue. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the little knobby thing. So like as you turn it up, the flame goes up. And as you turn it down, the flame goes down. So those tend to go and I get it. But I replaced this now twice. And the barbecue is only like five years old. And it was not a cheap barbecue. And it went so 
Sorry, you a, said five years? Yes. Okay. So the first night we ran out of propane the minute we wanted to cook our burgers. So we got a new tank and then the next day it was the regulator was shot and I was I was angry. I texted my friend who runs a building material store, but they also sell other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those other things being Traeger grills. And I, I get a discount from them because we are longtime friends and mm-hmm. used to work together and all that. Anyways, so I bought a Traeger. Mm. Have you, do you know what a Traeger is? I know because you sent me a picture. Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> so yeah. So I got a Traeger grill. And well, I explained it to the listeners because not everybody So knows. a Traeger grill is like a smoker. So it uses wood pellets and it you can smoke and grill. So there's a learning curve where you don't have instant heat, but the heat that you do have is a consistent heat Mm -hmm. so you're not going to have flame ups when you're cooking like a fatty piece of meat you're not going to have like burnt stuff if you leave it on like two minutes too long um it's a um it's yeah there's there's I have to learn how to use it so yesterday I actually um smoked a roast a small roast beef for five hours and then I put it into a Dutch oven with beer and barbecue sauce on the Traeger and Mm. braised it for another five hours to try and replicate like a barbecue beef Mm. and it was really good and I also did a couple steaks on it as well um and it's you don't get that char you get that delicious steak smoke flavor without the char and the flare-ups. And so mm-hmm. I am excited to learn more about using that. And then on Sunday, I was going to make waffles for the family and to mm-hmm. stock up my freezer. And my waffle iron has been giving me trouble where it's been sticking. So I got out my cooking spray. I got cooking spray just so that I could spray the waffle iron when oh, I yeah, make it. Oh, yeah, because you're anti-spray. Yes. So I got the coconut cooking spray, and I got um, extra virgin olive oil cooking spray. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sprayed it with coconut spray, and I poured my batter on, closed it up, and I went to open it when it was ready, and it was seized shut. What? Yeah. Even with oiling the grill, it was like shut. So I had to pry it open. It ripped my waffle apart. I had to Mm. turn it off, scrape everything out. Meanwhile, I have a vat of waffle batter. Yeah. And I struggled through it. It got like a little better as I cooked, but it was so upsetting. And so when I was done, I didn't even clean it. I put it out in the trash can. Because the knob has been falling off of it, like the knob to turn it on and off. It is old, though. Like, I've really put that thing through the ringer. I've had it for, like, 10-plus years. Yeah. I've made hundreds of waffles with it. So it's fine. But it just really went downhill fast. That is very upsetting. I'm surprised that it seized. Like, yeah, it's like the the oil didn't help at all. 
That's really weird. Yeah. It was And the waffle was cooked whenever you took it, like when you tried to open it, when it ripped it it apart? Burnt. Oh. Because it took me longer to try and get it open. Yeah. Sometimes mine won't open because it's not cooked yet. And so I'm like, oh, well, I'll just leave it in longer, but not if you're already done and it's just like slowly cooking itself. Yeah. No, Mm. it was bad. So I ordered a new waffle maker. I ordered a Breville. It's on its way. And I know. And we've both talked about food processor woes. And I Mm. was just annoyed with appliances in general. (laughs) So I ordered a new food processor. Did you? I did. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. (laughs) Which one did you get? The same one you got. Did you get it in the stainless or the white? Um, I don't even remember at this point. I think I got it in the stainless. Nice. I got it yeah. in the white, and it's not the end of the world, actually. I thought I w- it would be ugly, but it's actually quite pretty. But most of the oh. time, I just leave it in the cupboard anyway, so I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah, let me uh, let me see if I can figure out what I got. Uh, I'm so excited was- for you. Oh, you know what? I got the copper. <laughs> nice. That was on- actually, that was on the list. It's pretty. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there was copper, white, and stainless. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm about copper. Why not? So, uh, I, uh, yeah, so who knows how long that'll all take to be delivered because let's Where'd be you real. from? Um, so the, the Breville waffle maker I ordered directly from Breville. Nice. So I expect that, I don't expect that that should take too, too long. I have no, no idea I can't imagine they're being inundated with orders, right? No, but I thought the same with my Le Creuset French press back in May, and it took a little while to come. So, um, and then the the food processor I ordered from Amazon. Oh, yeah. Same. Mine didn't take yeah. very long, but it was slower than normal. Yes. Um, but Whatever. Everything is slower than normal, but at least you know what I can. There's a light at the end of my appliance rage tunnel. It's funny that all of them went at the same time for you, yeah. Because like I don't know, you probably haven't bought appliances in forever, and then all of a sudden everything craps out. I know, right? Mm. Yeah, I'm I have. And I have it, so I'm excited for you to use the uh, food processor, and maybe if you. I never read the instructions. I was thinking about it. I'm like, I should just watch a video or something because uh, when I make pie crust, when I pulse, some flour comes flying out of it because there's like holes in one of the, in one of the, like in the chute. Yes. And I was like, am I doing this wrong? Why is it doing that? But I do love the, like, when it spins and fluffs up, it makes me so happy. I'm like, I think, I think I, and I mean, who knows? I might change my mind. But right now I'm happy making my pie crust by hand. I yeah. got up my old pastry blender and it's coming together really nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, I am excited to make nut and seed butter. Oh, yeah. That's going to be exciting. Yes. I have not so. ever made any of that. But yesterday I made a pesto in my blender. Yes. Ooh, baby, it was tasty. Although, so you, 
you haven't made your pistachio paste yet? No, I haven't had time oh. or the inclination. Do you know how much pie I'm making right now? <laughs> I have an idea. Yeah, I, I had to. <laughs> I had to. I made next week's already, and I had to dump some off. I. That's not a nice way to say it. I lovingly <laughs> supplied my parents and in-laws with pie from Thanks. afar. I was like, try this. <laughs> anyway. So oh. it's just so a lot. Those- I wish I had people at, I wish I had Curtis's work to, to bring stuff to. Although yes. yesterday we traded Lego for cookies and I think it was a good trade. That does sound like a good trade. Right? We got Lego, yeah. they got cookies. Everybody's happy. Nice. <laughs> oh so is that i think that's our 22? episode yeah our episode of sister pie wait 23 yeah 23 that's almost halfway through the year i know a couple I'm more episodes <laughs> a couple more episodes yes very exciting all right well that's it for this week Thank you to our listeners and supporters for always tuning in. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cook It Podcast and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. By rating and reviewing, you help others find us. Bye for now. Bye.